<laughs> I was, uh, you know, of course it was, it was a flight back. It was, it was the middle of the night and I wasn't sleeping. So I just got out my iPad and paid the money to connect it to the internet and started doing my, my notes at like, nice. like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> airplane <laughs> wow welcome to the greatest list podcast a show about music and lists this season your hosts jason and eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s think your favorite made the list tune in and find out Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jason. How's it going, Jason? Hey, Eric. I got three words for you to lead off the show. Oh my, what are they? Let's get busy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos of all time. And we are currently knee deep in the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Coming at number 20 is a song from Richard Marks that features guitarist Steve Lukather from Richard Marks' 1991 album Rush Street. This is Playing With Fire. Behind the music. So Rush Street was Marks' third multi-platinum album. Uh, guitarist Steve Lukather is credited for playing on three of the album's songs and is actually given a songwriting credit for this song in particular. Uh, Lukather also played on, on Marx's previous album, Repeat Offender, uh, and a song from there may or may not show up in our list when we get to the 80s. Uh, <laughs> Lukather is best known as the sole continuous founding member of the band Toto. Uh, he, is the, he plays guitar, of course, and mm-hmm. sings lead vocal on a lot of songs. He's also the guitar player for, for the Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually have seen Ringo Starr in concert, and he was the guitar player. It's a, it was quite a show. It was, it was very good. <laughs> um, but his reputation as a skilled guitarist led, uh, has led him to a steady flow of session work beginning in the 70s and has established him as a prolific session musician recording guitar tracks from more than 1,500 albums spanning wow. a broad array of artists and genres. And if you look it up, you can look up what all he's played on. He's basically played for everybody. You name him. <laughs> he's probably played for some that person. Wow. Um, he's also contributed to albums and hit singles as a songwriter, arranger, and producer. He's also released eight solo albums. Um, wow. Yeah, he's it's prolific. His career is prolific. Um one of his most notable contributions as a studio musician was probably to the Michael Jackson song, Beat It. So, of course, everybody knows the guitar solo for Beat It is Eddie Van Halen. Um, mm-hmm. The other guitar that's playing on the track is Steve Lukather. However, when Eddie was invited to play the solo, they had already mapped out a section of the song that they wanted Eddie to play over. When Eddie got a hold of it, he didn't like it. So he recut it. He cut up the tape and recut it so it laid out better for him and soloed over that and sent it back to him. Well, after he recut it, it no longer fit the time signature or the timing of the tape of the song that they had. So Quincy Jones told Steve Lukather and the drummer to get busy. (laughs) They had to recut and re-record certain tracks to make 
that guitar solo fit in oh, what wow. they already had with Beat It. So, wow. so Eddie Van Halen may have played the solo. Steve Lukather had to make it fit in the song. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had. To, I, if you you can you can find the story online. He talks about what all they had to do to make all the timing fit and all the rhythm fit um, mm. into, from song into solo and back into song. It was it's 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 very interesting. So oh. uh, he also has a couple of signature guitar models made by Ernie Ball Music Man Guitars. Uh, the low end will set you back about thirty five hundred dollars. And the upper end, <laughs> the, the upper model, will run you a smooth six thousand uh, dollars. And he also has a signature model, a signature set of pickups made by EMG. Um, so that's a, he's just a prolific guitar player, dude. I mean, he's he's been around since the early seventies, still around. Uh, he's just he's just an amazing session player. Fifteen hundred albums, you're going to be around for a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get personal. So I first became aware of Steve Lukather when I watched his guitar instructional video from 1986. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, again, like I mentioned on the Jason Becker show uh, uh, episode, um, you know, most of those instructional videos, you weren't going to learn anything from because they, they were just too hard to play along <laughs> with. Uh, but, it, you know, in, in the video, he shows off his love for gear, I, you know, amps and effects and, and all that. And he used this phrase in the video that I still use to this day. He referred to all of his effects pedals and his effects units. He called it grease. He said, I, he said, I like my guitars to have a lot of grease on them. And, uh, <laughs> and he was referring to all his effects. And I, to this day, I still use that term of, uh, that's got a lot of grease on it or you know that needs yeah. a little bit more grease i think you've already used it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so uh, you know and that's how i learned that's you know i knew he played for toto but i didn't really know a whole lot about him as far as a guitar player until i watched that video and then after that i was just you know he just he's just an incredible guitar player and uh, yeah. just became a fan of his after that before the show did you have any background yeah. on steve lukather on Steve Lukather, other than, you know, I do like Toto. Uh, their, their songs are kind of, I mean, they wail. You, you think of like Rosanna. Yeah. They're just wailing. Then you go to like Africa and and some of the other ballads and stuff. I, I still love them, but the music is, is, I don't know. I don't know if you call them rock or soft rock or yacht rock. Yeah. or I think they fit into all those. There, there's a lot of different groupings you can put them in. But, sure. Oh, yeah. Love Toto. I did not know that he was the session musician with Richard Marks, though, for this album. Oh. And I had literally not heard this song in like 30 years. <laughs> uh, it was just, oh, man, memories of uh, where we lived at the time, me and mom, mm -hmm. just came flooding back. And I, you know, soon after the, uh, was it Rush Street came out, we had that cassette. We had the repeat offender cassette too. Yeah. Mom loved Richard Marks. In fact, <laughs> we <laughs> saw him live July 28th, 1992. I looked it up. Oh, we wow. We went to a concert at the Clearfield County Fair. Nice. And, uh, very, you know, I, I, I watched uh, Richard Marks. He had two guitars with him. Yeah. I, it wasn't Lukather. No. It was uh, actually Paul Warren, I'm pretty sure, that was playing lead for uh, Marks on that tour. But the only thing I really remember about the concert is they had these two, 
like steel platforms on opposite sides of the stage and the guitar players would go up there and just, yes. just climb them and wail. You know? Nice. Ascend to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, I, I dug it. I, I love that album going back and listen to that whole thing this week, which is great. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Paul Warren. I looked it up. He was, uh, Marx's, guitarist and musical director from 87 to 94 and his history includes being a member of Raymond Zarek's Night City band he also worked with Tina Turner Joe Cocker and Rod Stewart this is the Richard Marx's touring right guitar player guitarist, yeah Paul Warren so a little bit different there not you know Lukather just listening to the album cut it's great i went on to youtube and found a concert back from i think 92 yeah and watched them play this song and it was it was great was it lucather playing the good the no no it was warren Warren, yeah it was warren that's why i was like this isn't lucather like that's where did he pull off the solo went down a rabbit hole oh yeah pulled off the solo and the talk box oh nice very nice i need to look that up the breakdown so my favorite part of this solo, aside from the tone that he gets, he's just a, a great tone, but it's his, it's his use of the whammy bar throughout the solo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, there, there weren't a lot of guys that could do, they, there's a fine line in how much whammy bar you use. It can be, <laughs> can be tasteful and it can just go straight into God, stop doing that. Um <laughs> But he he does it, I mean, the way he uses it in the solo, and he uses it throughout, basically. He does just a, a masterful job of it, and it just fits every time he uses it. The solo is all over the place. I mean, you've got you got him using the whammy, he's tapping, got a couple of really fast runs. Um, but one of, his, one of the techniques that he uses in a lot of his solos, and he does it in this song too, I think twice, uh, he, he, has a, he, he does a lot of huge note bends. Not just you know, like not just a small bend, but he bends them up like two notes, uh, really quick and back down again. That's one of his signature moves in some of his solos, and he, I just love it when he does that. But you just mentioned it just a second ago. The, another part of the song, it's his outro solo, is he's doing it with a talk box. Yeah, and I love, I love when guys use a talk box. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was sixteen, eighty eighty six. So when I was sixteen. And uh, Living on a Prayer came out from Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah, yeah. My guitar teacher actually had a talk box, and he taught me how to use it. And so <laughs> um, I, just felt, I just fell in love with it then. So to hear somebody else play a talk box uh, was just, it's just, it's great. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the, because it just adds so much to already yeah. what you're playing. I forgot how good this solo really is. Yeah. I mean, it plays really nice with the rhythm guitar, because they, they, they bring in this rhythm guitar part and then he just goes after it and he makes that guitar talk not just with his mouth but i mean just like you said he's all up and down the thing in different patterns and styles and that talk box at the end was just really fun i i had it's been 30 years since i listened to this song (laughs) i swear to god it's gone way too long but it's so good and it's just I, I always thought it was interesting and in, in going back now and listening with the headphones too to hear the beat track that they use with the real drums kind of intermixed yes. throughout the song. Just so interesting. You know, you don't think of backing tracks being used, or at least I don't, 
you know, going back to the early nineties and stuff, that was probably when a lot of that stuff was really starting to be put into music. Yeah. But, uh, it's it's so cool because it just has that kind of funky rhythm to start the song. You're bopping your head, and then they you know break in the real drums to play along with it. It's so cool. Yeah, and then when it, when everything drops out, you can still hear it in the background. I mean, it just it just fits yeah. right behind all the, the, the whole time. And this is the first song on the album. Yeah, I forgot how much other stuff is kind of influenced or intermixed within the album i forgot the whole barry white thing was there at the <laughs> end. Is he? yeah i wonder how much he got paid for just saying those three <laughs> words you know i don't well, think he appears anywhere else on the album it's no just, he doesn't that's just that right there let's get busy that's you know? funny yeah <laughs> but it's it's such an interesting song i think and yeah. I, great pick i would not have thought of this song at all and i'm glad you picked it it's probably my I would say second or third favorite Richard Mark song because of that solo. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, when we start, when we said nineties, this is probably one of the first songs that came to my mind was this one. So really, so Steve Lukather via Richard Marks comes in at number 20 uh, on our top 25 guitar solos of the nineties list. This week's bonus songs uh, our song, I, I should say. Um, it's, a, it's a Toto song from 1978 that features a younger Steve Lukather at his finest. We're going to play Hold the Line from the album Toto. Oh, yeah. That solo is smoking. Oh. So if you have Spotify. my favorite Toto song. <laughs> if you have Spotify it's, it's Premium, so you're getting ready to hear that song in, in its entirety. Um, if, you, if you're a free, a free Spotify user, you'll get about 30 seconds of that song and you're going to want more. Uh, outside of Spotify, you aren't hearing anything but our background music, and you'll have to use the song <laughs> with links in the show notes to find the songs in your favorite music app. Uh, give us your thoughts on today's episode via social media. You can find us on Twitter at Greatest Lists. You can also stream this episode and all episodes at greatestlistpodcast.com uh, or we're available in your favorite listening app. Jason, we'll be back in the driver's seat for our number 19 song mm -hmm. in our next episode. Uh, thanks for listening to The Greatest List. We look forward to continuing our list next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.